Hey, do you want to do me a quick favor? It'll only take you about 30 seconds, maybe a minute, and you can help me out if you've got an iPhone. Just open the podcast app, search for this show, Interverse Podcast, and leave a review for five stars. Boom, bang, done. You don't have to write anything, no title, nothing, nothing like that. Just leave, give me them stars, baby. I just want five stars from everybody. And if we can get like hundreds of you to do that, then the podcast will rank pretty highly on iTunes and more and more people will end up finding the show, which is good for you because someday you want to become like a famous um, booger painter or something like that, right? And if you do, you know, start down the path of painting with your boogers and you want some promotion, you'll probably hit me up. So by leaving a review, you are ensuring that your future career as a booger painter, and you'd be like a finger painter, I guess, but with boogers, is super successful. And we we all want to see that happen. So do your part for yourself in the future and go leave a five-star review for the show. If you're already subscribed on iTunes, make sure you actually search for the show to leave the five stars because in the subscription area, you can't review a show. I don't know why. It's bogus. But... We do need as many of you to do that as possible. And I thank you big time to the 16 or 17 of you who have done that so far. And now just to several hundred more of you do it, please. And we'll be happy. <laughs> Actually, I'm already pretty happy, but okay. Thank you. And we'll get on to this beautiful episode with Jasmine Orchard. I'll play you some music to listen to for a few seconds while you figure out this review thing. You're listening to Audio and Echoes, and all the music in the intro and stuff is by that particular human who I found on SoundCloud. Welcome to Interverse Podcast. This is Chance. I'm feeling pretty good, relaxed, really, really relaxed. Just got back from Costa Rica and I was at Envision Festival, which also doubled as my honeymoon. That was really fantastic. That's why this episode's a little late getting out for anyone that noticed that it's a little late. Or maybe you didn't even notice. 
I don't know. There's nobody really putting deadlines on this thing except me. However, I do want to make sure that I deliver consistently and make sure that the show is as, you know, as polished as I can figure out how to make it without any actual education as an audio engineer. But yeah, that that's just because I want to live up to the patrons, really. The people who are on Patreon that are pledging me money every month to keep the show um, energized. I'm going to keep making it forever no matter what. So it's not like you're keeping the show going per se. But the more of you that do start getting the show money, you'll be helping it grow, that's for sure. And the more we can grow, like I said before, uh, the more that we can feature your stuff to a larger audience whenever you are ready to come on here. And that's actually something you can get through Patreon. If you pledge enough money, you can get everything from shout-outs to um, custom artwork of your face or maybe access to video episodes sounds cool or even become a guest on the show or have advertisements for your stuff on the show. So go check out patreon.com slash interverse and see if you can give me at least a dollar because I'm trying to make this my full-time job and right now I'm still five days a week at the regular real life job. So the more of you guys who can pledge just even $1 a month, the more likely it will be that I can be podcasting more and more and giving you more and more episodes and doing more episodes with you, the community. And I really appreciate the 42 of you who are already pledging. I'm going to do some quick shout outs to a few of the new guys who joined on to Patreon and gals this month. So first of all, we have Mike Hancock, Michael Hancock or Mike. I'm not sure what you would go by. It says Mike here. Anyway, thank you so much for pledging, dude. I noticed you're a painter. Um, I'll have to get the name of your page from you and I will shout that out on an episode in the future too. Thanks again for pledging. Also got Apple Annie, beautiful, beautiful, kind soul I met back in Shamanic Boom last year. And she has pledged $5, so thank you so much. I will have uh, your picture created for you soon. And I don't actually know your full name. Maybe that you don't mind that, so you'll know who you are when I say Apple Annie. Thank you again. And also my other $5 people, I'll go ahead and do your shout-outs right now. People that have been come strong supporters of the show for a long time. So first of all, I got Steven Singer. Steven is a guest on the show just a few episodes back. That was a really fun episode. I'm sure he'll be back on again. And I hope I see you at the Rock Climbing Gym soon, dude. Peter Merrick, you're the man. Um, he's got an episode in the past, too. Go check him out. He's doing great things with jewelry craft. Thanks, Peter. Chris Abert. Looking forward to your show coming up soon. Chris Abert will actually be creating his own podcast in just a short matter of time. I'm sure you'll see something released there. I um, Sneak peek, I was actually his first guest, so I'll definitely be letting you know when that drops. It's called Dream Nexus. That's going to be killer. Elise Myers, thank you for the five bucks. You are a wonderful human being. I think I heard you just got a house. Is that true? Congrats, if that's true. If I'm thinking of someone else named Elise, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I do love you. You're wonderful. And my mom, Kathy Garten, thank you for the 
Thank you for the pledge once again. And up to the $12 shout out. Thank you, Jeff Steverson, for continuing your support in the $12 bracket. And we're going to have to get in touch soon. And either you come visit again or we'll get on our monthly web chat, which is part of the $12 reward. And also thanks to my dad for pledging. Thanks, Dad. Okay, so that's enough about Patreon. I do appreciate everybody who's already on there with me, though, including those guys that didn't get shout-outs because you're in the $1 bracket. Um, wow. It feels really good to be actually two months into that because having that support has mean I've paid for SoundCloud twice now out of it, and I've bought some equipment. I'm wearing some headphones right now that I bought with Patreon money, so... Um, you're really making the dream come true faster. Thank you, guys. And now I'll talk about the guests for tonight a little bit. Sorry if I'm a little sluggish and slow. Maybe I still have a little bit of uh, exhaustion from traveling. Anyway, it's been a really good week, uh, and I've been looking forward to releasing this episode with Jessamine for a long time since I had the conversation with her. Jessamine is a musician. She plays guitar. She sings really, really beautifully. And you guys are lucky. She actually sings a song, which will be featuring at the end of the episode there. Um, she sings live in the studio, if you will. <laughs> Not much of a studio, but yeah, I apologize for any like potential problems in sound quality because of the way I have my mic set up for this episode. I'm still learning how to, you know, I'm still learning how to do these interviews in person. It's different than when I do them over the internet, of course. Um, I'll just keep doing it, though. I'm going to get better at it, and I don't think it's that bad, actually. And when she talks, it's wonderful. She says great things. We talk a lot about social media and about Steemit, which is a new social media that I'm using a lot now because I've gotten off of Facebook. Uh, thanks to Jessamine helping me see the light a little bit. Steemit is actually linked in the episode notes, so boom, go check that out. And if you are checking out this show for the first time and I just met you in Costa Rica, I want to say it was awesome to meet you. Thank you for following the podcast and maybe hit me up if you want to actually do an episode together. I'd love to talk about your adventures because everyone I met out there was an amazing, adventuring human being. Thanks again also to Audio and Echoes for the music I'm using on this episode. I'll go ahead and get on to my conversation with Jessamine now. You guys will definitely enjoy it. And yeah, hit me up, guys. I want to hear from you, the community. I want to know what type of stuff you want to hear on the show. Suggest guests for me. And even if it's you, that's cool with me. I love you. Thank you for listening. Share this with a friend. And may you stay in flow, my friends. All right, let's go.
steam it took off very quickly i have two patrons on patreon right now and they're awesome they're amazing i love them both one is my former next door neighbor and one is a fellow that i grew up with went to kindergarten with and it made me cry whenever he i mean whenever he pledged just because we've barely seen each other since high school and he you know he sent me a message and he was just like i really believe in what you do and you know i think it's great and that was that was something that for me was really like it it felt really good just to know that i had that kind of support from someone who from my past you know that was that was the thing to me that was you know that i thought was just cool about that but i don't i mean it's not been something that i've focused a lot on a lot of it's been sharing i do have some exclusive things that i'm doing there that i have been doing there like hd videos and stuff like that but i'm i'm gonna expand it soon i really pushed it hard the first month uh like hitting up as many people as i could with phone calls and shit just hardcore so i think that's what got me the success of what do you what do you say what like whenever you're making that phone call like i have a really hard time i have i have a hard time asking people for money and feeling oh, yeah. like that's what i'm and feeling that that's what i'm doing even though because right now where where i'm at as a as a musician as a content creator as a blogger kind of all of these things combined right now i'm really close to being able to do this as far as you know being able to say goodbye to my nine to five kind of situation, but I'm not quite there. You know, I'm, I'm close. I'm not, I'm not quite there. And, you know, and I, I and I think these things could completely bridge that gap. Um, but I don't want to ask at all. I mean, it, it's, it's been something that even from an artist perspective of, um, you know, asking for guarantees whenever you play a show at places, um, accepting, you know, smaller amounts of money, these things that I do because I just, I'm not comfortable with asking or negotiating or it, because as an artist, like the, the artist in me says, I want to make this and I want to just be rewarded for it. And I don't really want to talk about it. It's like this invisible tip jar that I want to just exist. And that's why steam it is so awesome because I feel like it's literally that invisible tip jar. Is this too early to start talking about that? No, we're already, you notice I've already got a recording going and you were just <laughs> flowing so eloquently. I thought, well, let's just say we're starting now. <laughs> do you mind? Is that okay? That's great. What I would say, like, what, what do you say? What I have said to people, and I don't know if it's like a good strategy and that's why it worked or if I just have really kind friends and family and they were going to do it anyway. But I'm racking my brain. Like, what did I say? I pretty much just tried to explain Patreon as a concept starting out and be as hyped about it as I could. Like, man, this is a really cool thing. It's really empowering. It's a lot of freedom. And because I was essentially contacting friends and family, my pitch tended to lean more towards like, hey, you want me to be able to live my dream and have a life of my creativity being my livelihood, right? You love me enough for that, right? And most people were like, yeah, dude, some of those people still didn't actually go through with pulling the trigger and pledging, which is fine. I mean, when you sent me a message and, and about a dollar a month, it was the easiest thing in the world to me to just do that. Yeah, honestly, I mean, it was very easy for me to do that. And that was something that 
thinking about how easy that was for me to do that. I don't know why I still feel that fear about being the one to send that message or to approach that, that person. It's just this block that I have. And it's, and I think about it and it's like, I do have people I know I, who have, I mean, have said it in my life that they, they want this to happen for me and they want these things for me and they want to help me in any way they, they can. And I've even, you know, thought of clever ways to kind of present that. But then when it comes time for that, I just feel this, this block. And I think I, because I don't want to, I don't want to feel like I'm asking for a handout, but it's, it's not that because they are getting, they're getting so much in return. And that's what I, you know, that's what's so cool about, about Patreon are those levels of thing. And even with that in place, I know, (laughs) but it's still there. Like, that's the thing, you know, it's like, I, um, Alice in Wonderland, I give myself very good advice, but I very seldom follow it. You know, that's the story of my life. Let's just, why don't we just change the perspective on it? It's not like make it where in your mind, you're not asking them for money. You're telling them that if they want, there's a way that they can send you energy in return for your creations, which they've always enjoyed anyway, because there's someone that knows you probably enjoyed in any way, most likely. Right. Hopefully. Right. (laughs) Right. But anyway, like you're, you're not necessarily begging for money. You're not asking for money. You're not needing their money. You're saying, Hey, Here's a conduit for energy to flow from you to me. And it's a very small amount that you could you could hook up a very small amount or more, whatever. But to me, I think it really matters where your like where your money flows. It's, mm-hmm. it's I, crazy. I completely agree. It's actually, in a huge way. Money is this really wild uh middleman, this go-between that separates us from abundance essentially and we use it as a tool or some of us worship it as a god huh. most of us do a little of both and don't realize when one or the other is happening necessarily right but man i just totally lost my train of thought getting tripped out about money but essentially if someone's giving you even one dollar that's symbolic that they're sending you energy uh and they're connecting like if you're if you're this amorphous blob of energy that actually is just deciding to hang out in a human body or pay attention to a human body and like remote control it or any of the above, or if you just consider that there's energy currents within you and energy is never destroyed, it's always just changing forms. So like you're exchanging a little bit, you're changing a little bit of the energy that you spend, you know, in your life creating things or working or whatever you're exchanging a little of that into the form of jessamine making music energy right and if you've been receiving jessamine making music energy in the form of listening to jessamine music then it only seems like a natural form of reciprocity to link that up but it's it's just seriously wild because those little micro transactions that fill up everybody's day are Whenever you add them up, it's this huge, huge money streams we're talking about. Like everybody's $1 coffee that they bought at the gas station, for example. Like how much money did the gas station make that day on $1 coffees? Um, gas station may be a bad example. Look at like Coca-Cola or any of these large corporations where they're essentially figuring out that they get really powerful by making 
a little bit of money off of everybody all the time. Right. And with a lot of these corporations, it's a crazy thing because they're essentially like charging you going up, charging you going down because they'll make you sick with one product that they make mm-hmm. you think you need and then cure you with the other product right. that they make you think you need. So um, any ways that we can disconnect from those type of energy circuits and connect our energy into each other, we're going to strengthen ourselves because whenever you send Coke a dollar because you bought a Coke, they don't do shit for you with that dollar. Right. They find more ways to trick you into giving them more money. But if you send me a dollar or you a dollar mm-hmm. through our Patreons, that literally fuels me serving you content that theoretically you want because you decided to send me a dollar for it. So if you're listening to this right now and you haven't gone and looked at Patreon, check out all the reward stuff that's on there. Uh, I definitely won't go into how many tiers of rewards there are because I really spent some time planning it out and I intend to continually improve it as I go. But um, I'm not asking for something for nothing. I mean, just the fact that you would listen to this or listen to um, any musician that you like, listen to their music on a regular basis. That's got to be worth something to you. Mm -hmm. And what we leave it up to you, you know, we, the creators, we are essentially leaving that up to the people who are receiving our content. I find that it's, I feel a little bit empowered whenever I send money to a creator, whenever I buy somebody's album, it feels it's a good transaction. I, oh, purchasing. Well, I'll, purchasing local music is one of my favorite things to do. And, and especially, you know, there've been lots of bands that are pressing albums. They're making cassette tapes. I love buying those things that, that makes me incredibly happy. And that's always a very well. And, you know, I think, I think about it even further, you know, it's like purchasing prints from local, from local artists, you know, those, those moments go, going to a local show, paying five bucks at the door, you know, which Springfield is one of the few places where the $5 show still exists in the, in the world. You know, most, most $5 shows have gone to $7 shows in Springfield. That, that's still the, the going rate for a local show. You know, it's like that feels good to me to support local artisans doing their thing. And, you know, and again, you know, taking it to the next level of the internet and what's going on there, you know, that's just a further, a, a broader community of, you know, doing the same, doing the same thing essentially. Well, we want to expand out to that community, I think, as artists, because it will empower the local community if we connect the dots between ourselves and the people in other communities worldwide that have a similar idea as us. Because, you know, then their artists can come travel and see our shows mm-hmm. or play with our people, you know, and vice versa. And also, I just have a theory about the Internet in general and about human connectivity and the way culture is going that essentially like how, okay ask yourself this question how many people do you need to support you doing your thing like to really be a fan before you are now covering your bills and that's always been a question that artists have asked themselves whenever they get online and they start trying to market their stuff and mm-hmm. figure out strategies and all that patreon is amazing because it really gives you like a thermometer of exactly what support you have and a funnel for channeling it. So, but my, like back to my original point, you have 
X amount of people, that's the threshold for you being able to consider yourself supported and making it. And for some artists, that's very small. For other artists, they have a lot more expenses involved with what they're doing. Like just running a podcast, for example, um, a certain, like a good chunk, half of what I get through Patreon currently is immediately like expensed out to bills. More really, if I let myself start thinking of other things as podcast related expenses, like, uh, you know, my Adobe creative mm-hmm. cloud membership and stuff like that. So, but anyway, you, for me, I can imagine that a certain number of people, um, supporting me, a certain dollar amount, boom, I'm good. And there's millions of people in the mm-hmm. world. And that number of how many I need to support me, it's in the lower thousands, probably. I mean, like it might top out at like a, a hundred thousand. If I had a hundred thousand people following the show, I don't see how I couldn't be like totally set, you know? Right. And how that seems really attainable, even mm-hmm. if it means I have to get 2000 followers a year or 200 followers a year, then 300 a year and then 500 a year and then 2000, whatever it is. Like, I don't care how long it takes. I know it's possible. I know it's possible for me and I know it's possible for everybody else. Like that could be how we climb out of this whole jobless depression that we're in right now as a culture where we're like, robots are taking everybody's work and Mm -hmm. everybody has to be a server. Now it's bullshit. Okay. Let's all just quit working at restaurants. Let's all start cooking for ourselves at home. Let's all stop needing so many things to be shipped to us food wise because we're gardening. Like there's so many ways we could just reduce our expenses in general. Mm -hmm. And then that question of how many people do I need supporting me? that goes to the even lower number. Like if you were, I wanted to right now, we could go find some kind of food growing co-op and live there, exchange our work for food and board and have all but 10 hours of our week, basically free and open to do whatever the fuck we want creatively. Mm-hmm. Why aren't we doing that? Right. Why are you doing that? Well, I'll tell you, we had a, we had a steam it meetup a um, couple of months ago. And that was something that uh, one of the, one of the chicks who was there myself, we were, we were having that discussion of how fun would in essence, a, a steam at commune be, you know, kind of just in, in general, as far as what we would all, everybody brings this multifaceted, you know, set of talents into that kind of community. And, you know, we're all, um, contributing those things that we all do very well. And we're all kind of coexisting there. And then also, you know, blogging about it on on steam it and earning cryptocurrency in in the meantime there are communities like this that exist right now i've stumbled across oh, yeah. one that i've been meaning to reach out and try to make some sort of like podcast connection with it's not the garden of eden by any chance is it the outside of I've, arlington texas the one i've heard of is called the tribe of awakening sovereignty okay and anyway i think what's happening is there are these cells emerging of humanity that are configured in a new way but it's actually a very old way. It's a tribal way. Mm-hmm. And they're growing. They're getting more and more current within their cell. And that comes and that manifests also in the form of more currency power, especially those of them that are learning to use that type of thing to their advantage and creatively. Like this tribe of awakening sovereignty that I'm talking about. I don't know a lot about them. I don't even know where they're based. I just know I've heard of them. So Google it. Tell me if it's cool. <laughs> but uh like, I think they have their own kind of cryptocurrency going on and like work exchange currency local to their local communities. 
And from what I remember looking into them, they're like networking a whole bunch of small communities into this larger group called the Tribe of Awakening Sovereignty. Okay. And then there are other similar groups that have, you know, several small groups connected within them. They're running into each other and they're like, oh shit, you're doing this exact same thing? Yeah, so are we. And essentially what's happening is the more more people reinvest their energy into their self and into a community of people that they know and care about and are right there with them, the less energy is going to this uh, globalist, elitist, new world order, trying to, not the cat, <laughs> trying to control everything. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm sorry, cat. I just kind of threw him off the chair. He was going crazy though. <laughs> he looks a little sad. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> and disconnecting that energy from the, you know, the vampires, so to speak, the guys that are taxing the fuck out of us right now mm-hmm. that are, you know, poisoning our food and our water and our air and all that. And that the less energy is flowing to them, the less power they have to do that kind of crazy shit. And it's like your only democracy is with your dollar these days. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. I mean, that's something that I've, I've, I've thought of for a long time, just especially in the United States where that seems to be the place where a statement is, is really felt where an impact is, is felt is whenever it comes down to that, to that all precious dollar. And so where I choose to put that, you know, it's, is, is a, that's a, that's a big deal, you know, and that, and, 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 and because I don't earn a ton of dollars. So where I choose to put those dollars to me proportionally just makes them that much more valuable, I guess, you know, cause I, I see them as significant just because it's like, I don't, you know, I don't have very, I don't have very much to bring to this table. So this is where I want, this is where I want to put it. And I try to do that as intentionally as, as possible, just, you know, because I, and, and I think something too, is I come from a family of, you know, of small, small businessmen and really a, a small community and seeing benefits of, shopping small, shopping local, um, you know, knowing that whenever you, you know, whenever you give that dollar to that person who literally owns that store, that they're able to feed their families and have a home and, you know, grow a a life, you know, because you bought your tools at Brown's Lawn and Garden, that's a special thing, you know, that's, and that's important at a place where they, where they care about you, you know, and that's something that to me, I, I love that concept across the board, which I think is something else that I like about, you know, local music or, you know, going to a festival and seeing a musician that I can walk up to and have a conversation with afterward, you know, and, and I have their, their CD or their, their tape and I can tell them, you know, this track completely changed my life. This, you know, I, you know, I, I can't believe that you wrote this. This is amazing. You know, and just those, those kinds of exchanges too, you know, where it's, where it's not only the 20 bucks that you spent at their merch tables, literally getting them from point A to point B so they can continue doing what they love. But then everything that you're getting on top of just that CD, you know, that, that experience of, of all of it, I, I love that. And every time you listen to that CD later, you remember that, you know, the person that created it. It's a really, it's a really beautiful thing. And then also when you're reinvesting in your community and in your tribe, they are just reinvesting back in other people in your community and tribe. Mm -hmm. Well, hopefully I'm hypocritical as fuck though. As I sit here listening to you on these uh, (coughs) headphones I bought today at Best Buy, (laughs) damn it. 
I felt like they're so cheap. I felt like I was ripping them off, but really I'm ripping myself off by not just getting something more, with more intention, planning it out, thinking about it longer. Instead of just like going to the store and getting the one that seems like the best price for what it is. It's, uh, it's, it's funny. Like I could sit here and know all the right answers and probably come off preachy all the time. And I'm working on that. I can hear it when I listen back to the episode. I know it's happening. You don't have to tell me, but please tell me if you notice it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, like, I need to listen to a lot of what we're saying and take it to heart because... Vape in here? Yeah, yeah, okay. it's fine. Vape it up. That's actually how I know you is from the vape shop you used right. to work at. Right, and then, then I realized that we had 50,000 mutual friends. That's true. After that, yeah. Yeah, you worked in the same place as a, a whole gang of my homies. Right. It, well, when I, and, and I realized this, the moment for me was the uh, the Waka video uh, that Soul Cymatic did. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Hold up here. Time out. Time out. Because I, you know, because it was guy. like, well, it was a, it was a small, you know, it was a relatively small group. Yeah. And I, and I knew pretty much everybody and then I knew you from the shop and I thought, this is fun. It's a fun, fun connection of the world to make just because I just love all those people. So it was a, it was I a like cool, to dip my cool toes connection. into a lot of cliques and groups of people. That's kind of my thing. But that is the group you're talking about right there. That's like core, core friend group, you know, going back all the way to high school and all that. So, really? Yeah. I really love those guys. That's awesome. Shout out Shout outs all around to like David, Kyler, both of them are podcast guests in the past. Hey fellers. David will be back uh, real soon. And then on the subject of Patreon, on the subject of reinvesting in your tribe, like everybody that you would have seen in that video, oh, man, like literally everybody that you would see in that video, I, I could say pretty much everybody. I'll have to go back and watch it, but all of them pledging me at least a dollar on Patreon. Mm-hmm. A lot of them three or five dollars. I believe it. And, like, that's that's where uh, that's where it starts, at least for me, like getting the ball rolling and getting some momentum for the campaign. But like that's going to add up so fast if they're willing to keep giving me the dollar, three dollars, whatever it is for even six months. All of a sudden, I've paid for all kinds of podcast stuff that I never would have before, even if it's in small chunks of 100 bucks a month. That's seriously huge. Just taking the SoundCloud burden off me alone, huge. So really grateful to all of you guys for it. Um, you know, and all of you that aren't part of like my old high school friend group that are pledging, <laughs> all of you are also beautiful too. And um, we're going to link to Jessamine's Patreon. May I though recommend that we even collaborate if you want on getting like sprucing up the joint on your page? Sure. Just because when I was there and I intended, and I just didn't yet, but I intend to within this month match your pledge back just because any, and anyone out there that wants to start a Patreon for what you're doing, I highly encourage it. And if you're pledging to me and you let me know that you started one, I will match your pledge back. I don't, don't, I don't give a fuck. I'll do it because I believe in the circle, the reciprocity. I think that we all rise together. And anyway, um, I'd love to brainstorm, collaborate on ideas, even right now, if you want, about what you would think would be good reward tier stuff. Because I think one thing that I've learned from putting myself out there on the internet, and it started with doing art and like making happens and shit, is 
And when you create this space, even if it's like a digital home for something that you want to create and bring to people, and you set up this sort of expectation and pattern of doing it, for me, that's really helped me stay in flow of creativeness or like just getting stuff done. It hasn't been the perfect answer. I mean, I have to find other, I have to stay self-motivated, but making a space for it and like making it as nice as you can with intention and, um, you know, do like doing your homework a little bit on what is a good strategy for what you're trying to do, or at least, you know, not necessarily copying other people's strategies, but just letting yourself get, you know, more ideas than what you just start with, but also doing it your way, the way that you would think of to do it. Cause that's the actual right way to do it. I mean, that's how it's kind of a tangent, but that's how all art is in my opinion. Mm-hmm. However you would do it. That's the way that you're supposed to. Oh, absolutely. That's what makes it cool. That's what makes it unique to you. Cause no one's had your collection of life experiences, skill sets, and you know, heartbreaks and joys to be able to create that exact flavor and vibration. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, I mean, and that's something, you know, and, and, and thinking about with, with Patreon and and my Patreon specifically, that I've been spending a lot of time on Steam it. Um, we need to really talk about yes, that because and I'll and I'll tell you and and with 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 Steam it, it's set up very differently than than Patreon, um, but it's something that has more of a um. An, an immediate reward rather. Um, and that's something that also the folks involved in that platform, there's this exchange of cryptocurrency going on. But um, anyway, do I, I, I guess I should probably talk about what steam it is basically. Right. It's, it's something I've talked about on the show. Okay. Not steam it per se, but like this concept of the virtual tip jar or whatever the uh, t- it's, it's this new thing that's going to be, really what replaces the current form of social media we're on. And trust me, guys, Facebook is going away. It is going away. I would love to say that by this time next year that it'll be like a ghost town the way MySpace was because we adapt new platforms and technologies really fast. Sorry for the tangent. But this, this, new, this really new thing that's coming up right now, and I've talked about the concept before, is to have cryptocurrency built in to a website. And... I'm not going to be able to explain it as well as Jessamyn can, but in basic terms, it's like every, every like that you get represents a small amount of actual money. I'll let you explain how the blockchain posting works. Okay. You probably have a really good handle on it. Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> I'm not, yeah, the steam, it was my kind of first introduction to cryptocurrency. So I don't have a Bitcoin background or, you know, anything, anything like that. So kind of coming into it, it was all very incredibly new to me. So cryptocurrency is internet money. Essentially. Yes. But the inter- it's not just internet money, it's the internet of money. Right. So it's like yeah. as revolutionary to our tech to our currency uh, concepts as is the internet to communications in general. Well basically, I mean any any currency is, mm-hmm. is based around value that any particular society places on it. So nothing has value unless we give it value. Um, you know, and that's determined by what? Well, that's determined by either, you know, the Federal Reserve in the case of our fiat currency, um, by demand in, in some cases. Um, but, you know, it's, it's really interesting because with, with Bitcoin, it was something that whenever it first started, which it was, um, you know, essentially a, a token to say, thank you for letting us use your computer to solve math problems. <laughs> um, you know, but, 
essentially, you know, whenever people were early mining in those in those days, and now one Bitcoin is is over $1,000. And it's down $62 from last week. You know, and that's, and that's crazy to think about just Flushing that amount of well, but it's been really high for quite a while. Like it's, a, I think it's low for all of last year was, it was over $700. Um, I think was the low for all of 2016, which that's, I mean, that's, that's pretty, that's, I mean, pretty awesome but it does oh, yeah. it does go up up and down within that but anyway but steam it you know you have social media and blogging basically built on top of this blockchain system so when you start an account they give you a little bit of steam power to start with can i back up and sure. explain blockchain a little yeah. further just um as i understand it what is going on with blockchain currencies or cryptocurrencies as they're called is that your computer is part of this network once you you can you not everyone necessarily does the calculating part of blockchain the actual blockchaining whatever you want to call it but essentially all the computers that are running the software that holds the information on the currency are um, passing information on like complex algorithms uh, to one another and they're like being some computers are solving them all the time. And like I won't go into the complexities of that because I'll just confuse myself well, the, and everybody. But an easy a, I was gonna say an easy way of kind of understanding the blockchain is it's like a big open ledger. So everything that you do on it goes into that ledger. So if you make any kind of move that's recorded into that ledger, and the point of that is for full decentralization. Yeah. You can't be fully decentralized if you don't have if, if everything's not kind of wide open. Every device has the entire history of the entire currency. Um, connected to it, essentially. And everyone can look at everyone's wallet all the time. Yeah. So It's transparency in a way. but It's complete transparency. But another side of the coin <laughs> is that it totally changes the game from fiat currencies' way of injecting new money into the system. Uh, inflation in, the, in our current economic system is based on debt. And um, the more debt, like every dollar that gets created, it gets created attached to a debt based on a loan or a credit. And how these cryptocurrencies work is as the as certain computers mine for currency, it's called mining because they're literally crunching really hard equations constantly and generating tiny fractions of a coin. As as that happens, and anybody can set up a computer to do it, it just requires the equipment. And anyone can become a Bitcoin farmer or miner. You Absolutely. You could make that your job. Mm -hmm. And you could exchange that currency for real currency. And In fact, they've just improved the software even further to where you don't have to be running the super special. Like, you don't have to have a dedicated server anymore to mine for, for, for Bitcoin. Like, now you can get into it if you have, I don't know what the exact specs are, but they just... It, that just happened in the last couple of months where that's been a pretty big deal where now like you can you can you can mine you can mine without having to have super fancy stuff which to me is so there's tons incredible. of these cryptocurrencies around and part of what gives them value is the communities that are attached to them there's one based on the doge meme mm -hmm. there's i think there's a kanye west coin mm -hmm. i'm sorry that i told you that there's all kinds of different there are multiple coins associated well, with marijuana i mean there's there's uh, there's Potcoin. Potcoin's doing very well right now. As what far gives as it value change. is that a community all agrees that it has value, which is what fucking money should be. Mm -hmm. Instead of uh, you know a centralized authority saying this is the interest rate for today, <laughs> I am your banker. 
don't worry about these complex economic <laughs> complex things. Leave that to us. We'll take care of it. <laughs> Just go to sleep. So that's the you know that's the way we're currently doing it, making debt with every dollar. But with these cryptocurrencies, the value is based on the community and based on the fact that there's going to be a limited number of coins in the system. So I don't know exactly when like the shutoff date is for Bitcoin, for example. But as, from what I understand, all these different coins have a planned out um, rate at which the coins are going to be introduced to the system. And then a certain time where there will be no new coins in, entered into the system and the rate will stay the same and there will be no such thing as inflation at all because you're not introducing new currency. And, and it works because... It doesn't matter how valuable the coin gets because of scarcity. It can always be broken into smaller and smaller fractions mm -hmm. because it's a math problem because it's a decimal on your Bitcoin wallet. And you don't have to fucking turn a penny into a hundred pieces and get one hundredth of a penny the way that you would with our current currency. So like mm -hmm. the way we do it right now, in some senses, the inflation does have to happen just I guess because it's built in, but like with the Bitcoin, the coins will just get more and more valuable, like precious metals would or something mm -hmm. that has real physical, real world value. So anyway, all that aside, I'd like you to <laughs> get back to talking about steam and about the, the steam power. Word. No, um, basically the, the currency is split up into three different, three different forms. And whenever you join, they give you some of the second form, which is steam power. And there's steam, which is completely liquid in a sense. You can do whatever you want with it. You can, um, you can, uh, sell it, which if you have, um, you can open any kind of I do it with Coinbase. You can open a Coinbase account. You can open a BitPay account. There are a number of exchanges that you can you can do this. So if you if you wanted to actually sell that Steam off, you can do that. Right now, uh, one Steam um, is running at like thirteen cents. So I mean, it's the price is very low. Um, however. If you're earning quite a bit of that, you know, whenever you sell that off, you can sell that, you turn it into Bitcoin, and then you can very easily sell that Bitcoin into your PayPal account. I mean, and that's in the process of literally 45 minutes, as opposed to if you're trying to do even on a small scale, those kinds of exchanges, uh, you know, b between bank accounts, between any number of things, you're going to run into issues with that. And whenever you're dealing within this, this crypto world, there's none of that. And there are almost no fees involved with those exchanges either until you start turning it into fiat currency. And of course, at that point, that's whenever um, you know, the government wants to take their chunk of that, of that trade from Bitcoin into fiat. But that's been something that for me, I've seen direct result as far as people saying, Hey, I like this. And it's a good gauge kind of how you, how you've seen Patreon. I've, I've seen on, in Steam it a good gauge of what the crowd per se likes me to create. And that's been something as just a social experiment that I've enjoyed. I've seen seeing the, the results of, of the content you posted on there. Well, like, right. Funny, I actually, cool I wrote down what I, this was the first time I actually wrote down what I do on Steemit. And I was like, shit, what, do, like, <laughs> there's really, I do a lot on Steemit and it's, it's really my all encompassing. I wrote down, it's my all encompassing creative outlet. And with my, my Patreon, it's very focused on music and my Steemit is focused on everything that I like to do. So, um, 
I mean, I have an English degree. I'm a writer. Hey, me I, too. Oh, high creative five. writing major. That's awesome. I taught creative writing also. Hell yeah. Fantastic. I never write shit. I well, should not see, have been that major. You, well, you should. You should You should pick up a pen. Start writing. Well, I actually love writing, but yeah. I never really... I've been getting into daily journaling lately. That's See, know. and that's been something that I've really... I've gotten back into through steam it. And I do something that's called handwritten ramblings where I actually write on paper and I have a couple of smart notebooks that make it pretty easy to just photograph that paper and load it in. Crazy. What a novelty that is. In well, 2017. right. I, I think I'm, Whenever I got my first one, I, I it was a gift for Christmas, and I said, "I'm living in the future." Is kind of how it was like. This has a QR code at the bottom. What what what's happening right now? What is this? So, but you know, I do these, you know, this handwritten journal, and a lot of people are like, "This is really interesting because no one does a blog written by hand," and it's like. No, no one does anything like that. And it's fun. Like, it's fucking awesome. Like, I have a great time. I, I enjoy writing by hand. I enjoy typing. But I love writing by hand. And that that exchange, too, because to me, you see so much of a person's personality through their handwriting. And you can you can say so many words in so many ways. But when you write them down and you're actually looking at them, it's a different, that's a different exchange of energy, I feel like. And so I like sharing that part of myself with that community. So that's another thing that I do. Obviously, I do a ton of music, but it's not just my regular Jessamine Orchard music, acoustic guitar stuff. I have these random side projects that I'm doing. I'm making electronic music and fucking around with a launch pad a lot lately yeah. and, and doing some interesting things um, with that. And so it's a really good place to just throw so that, like throw that out there and say, Hey, like, do you, do you dig this? What do you, what do you think about this? And, and to actually get feedback, not only in the form of active comments, because this is why Facebook sucks for creators. In, in my opinion, you post a quote that's like, you know, or a meme that's like my butthole and it gets like 57 likes. And then the next day it's like, here's the song that I wrote that I've really been working on. And it's my heart. And I feel so naked just sharing this with you. And thank you so much for listening. And it's one like, and I look at my page response and I see that like, you know, 32 people have seen it, you know, I share it again, you know, it's like, and then I see, you know, okay, so a hundred, a hundred people have seen it, but then I go to my YouTube channel and it's an unlisted link. So I can actually like track, you know, did they, they clicked from here and went there and listened to it. And, you know, and it's, and it can be very discouraging from Facebook. That's like where I have over a thousand likes on my page. And then to get five people to, to even, and I don't know that they're seeing it. Like that's the thing too, with the way that the algorithms are set up to where they want you to pay into their system. And again, with Facebook, it's a social media system that for creators who have pages, who want people to, you know, consume their, the content that they're creating that, I mean, you are paying them to advertise and you're creating 100% of the content that's on their site is generated by its own creators. And other people are, are, are billionaires off of this money. It's like, what is wrong? What's wrong with that equation? Everything high level energy vampirism. It's horrible. I am fucking done with it. (laughs) I'm serious. Like I'm serious. I'm done with Facebook. I'm saying it right now. You're not going to find me on Facebook anymore. There'll be a page for Interverse on there. There'll be a page for my art company. I'm going to let my cat out. Hold on. Um, But mark my words, I'm fucking done with Facebook. I will be on other forms of social media if you need to get a hold of me. Stop trying to get out the door, cat. Okay. I'm 
We're going to take a quick break and come back to this conversation. We're also going to be trying to get uh, some live music in the big ghetto universe studio here. Uh, so we'll be back in a minute, everybody. Okay, and we're back. And uh, yeah, it only felt like mere moments to you, but we were actually talking for several more minutes and we got a little personal talking about some really cool, deep relationship stuff, but uh, you know, wasn't, wasn't time to hit record again yet, but here we are. We're, back. <laughs> we're finally hitting record again. Cause I was, I was telling this story about uh, a thing I heard on psychedelic milk today. And I really want you to just go check out the episode. So go listen to my friend Ed's podcast, psychedelic milk. It's really cool. But he's talking to this guy about his ayahuasca experiences and it's such a crazy story i have to tell you he had eczema to the point where his skin was falling off like a leprosy or something like he literally was bedridden he couldn't do anything and he gets down to the jungle to start doing ayahuasca as a way to maybe heal this it takes a really long time to heal um if you've heard of blue morpho foundation or hamilton Souther who's an American uh, shaman down who does a lot of podcasts and stuff in the United States and likes to really spread a lot of cool ayahuasca awareness and bridging cultural gaps. That's the guy whose um, center this dude who's on psychedelic milk went to. And after tons and tons of ayahuasca sessions, eventually the shamans are like, okay, you have something in you that got in through your foot and we don't really know what it is, but we have to just keep doing the medicine and working on getting it out. And they were like doing all this ritualistic stuff to like suck the energy out, like, like a straw. It's something that they do as part of the practice. Um, they, they were doing all this and he actually goes into an ayahuasca vision at one point where he has a flashback to when he is in Africa, um, several years back. And he was at some kind of electronic music dance festival. And at one point he stepped on this weird talisman, you would call it. Not talisman because it was like it looked like one, but it was a talisman in a like witch doctor sense. It was made of all this animal hair and uh, sinew and stuff. And on the ground it would just look like a piece of random animal debris even. But I guess in the vision the ayahuasca told him, somebody at this gathering had this weird cursed talisman that a witch doctor had gave them to use against somebody else. And they dropped it and it was on the ground and you were blasted on LSD. So all your chakras are open, including your chakra and your foot. And you stepped on this cursed talisman and whatever dark energy, whatever entity was put into that crazy object by the witch doctor went directly into you and has been feeding off of you for years. So the ayahuasca showed him all this in vision and after like more sessions, he literally is cured of it eventually, and he no longer has the eczema or anything. But a little crazy caveat to the story is that in later visions, he gets shown that some ancestors of his, which he confirmed, by the way, this is another weird thing. He confirmed that he had ancestors that did this after he had the vision. He started looking into his genealogy and found out that the fucking thing that he had a vision about was real. <laughs> he had a vision about... And two brothers that were in his family line that went to Africa, in South Africa, and they were just like big assholes. 
and we're burning uh, black people alive and just crazy shit. So somehow the karmic debt of all the skin that they burned off of people transferred through the generations and landed on just this one guy. And because he had eczema since he was a kid, but when he stepped on the cursed talisman, which he didn't realize at the time, he it just started getting worse. Well, the eczema started getting worse and worse. So that just, I don't really know the moral of that story other than be really careful what you're doing when you're on psychedelics and don't take anything lightly and For sure. be really aware of your energy and your field because I don't know. I feel like you'd have to have noticed something was off after you stepped on it. If it was that big of like an energetic influx that impacted you for years. But anyway, I, I really just maybe wanted you to go check out psychedelic milk because <laughs> that is the kind of crazy stuff you can get in that show. It's really fun. And also it seems like a good warning. I don't really know how to segue out of that. necessarily, <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, um, I feel like you, you're like a lot of other people I've talked to on this show and you seem a lot more open to just concepts about spirit and energy in general that, you know, not, they're not like what we're taught in materialistic, uh, you know, schooling. Oh, for sure. You know, and it's funny too, because I mean, my, my mom, she was a public school teacher for 30 years, but that was something that, that growing up as a, as a kid, I was always encouraged to, be creative. And so to me, that was always a good thing. That was never something that was bad. And I, and I don't know, which is awesome. Well, and I don't know why or how system, but a lot of good teachers in it. Oh, for sure. And I, you know, and I experienced, I feel like the gamut of, of teachers in my own process, but I, I look at that and I think, you know, that concept of I'm going to continue to be creative really stuck with me kind of throughout. And I, I'm not sure how the system didn't, I look at it sometimes and I think, you know, because I, you know, I did the, I did the good grades thing and I did all of that too. And I was in the clubs and I was the, you know, did the nerdy kid thing also, but I also, you know, was coloring outside the lines like the entire time and, and, and encouraged to do so encouraged to do that own thing. It was like, whenever it's like, I want to play piano. It's like, my parents were like, that's awesome. Like, let's, you know, she should play piano. I was like, I want to play this. Like, okay, you know, she should do that. And like, I, I was so incredibly blessed to have that, you know, because I, I look at, I look at other people that, that didn't, that didn't have that kind of creative support. And for me, that's always just been, you know, it's, it's been what I, what I am, you know, it's, it's what it's, it's, it's not just what I do, you know, it's, it's, it's who, it's who I am, but part of that creation uh, to me, you know, there are, there are some folks who are content with creating and just doing that for themselves. But to me, like, I like to share those creations with other people because of the, the symbiotic exchange between, between creators and, and those who appreciate art or appreciate those, those creations. It's like that relationship is amazing. When I'm playing a song on stage and I see somebody looking at me and like, like we have this like moment and I know that they're, they're listening to what's being said and, and that's resonating with them. It's like, that's the biggest deal in the entire world to me. Or when I post some art that I constructed a while back on, on steam, it just kind of threw it out there. It was like, Hey, this was a project that I did, you know, I, something I've just kind of put up in my, in my room, you know, and to make $30 off of, 
that. And whenever I posted its twin piece, I made another $30 off of that. So Just like, from seeing it likes? Mm-hmm. Man, I need to post more of my art. I have yeah. a huge catalog of art I could be posting. Absolutely, you should be. You know, yeah. and that's, you know, but, that's and uh, well, right. And that's something that, you know, I feel like with a lot of things, it's about, it's about time. And that's I have more time because I'm fucking quitting Facebook. Well, and all that time that I would have just been like sharing stuff and like, yeah, the same five or six people that always like it. Not that I don't appreciate you guys like dad and mom, but enough. It's Facebook sucks. Mm-hmm. And if I literally was putting that energy that I'm having robbed from me now by crazy Mark Zuckerberg, uh, which by the way, I heard a cool rumor about him. But if I... Ellen, I'll tell that in a second. But if I gave that energy to a platform that invested back in me through the fact that I gave that steam power back, that makes so much more sense. Facebook is making millions right now. Mm-hmm. They're asking people to boost posts. They're preying on your psychological weaknesses. Trust me, I know because I've been preyed upon. Like, I don't know what it was. One of two things. I boosted some posts to try to get some promotion for the drop when it opened. And because the like, you got to boost posts, bro. And Damn it, that might have been bad advice, brother. <laughs> it might have been bad advice. Because about that same time, no, it really didn't actually start. In, I was still getting a good amount of con- like content visibility after that. What really changed it, in my opinion, is when I started posting about the pipeline stuff. And I don't doubt that the NSA tracks what you do by keywords. And I don't doubt that they are connected with Facebook. And I don't doubt that there is some sort of algorithm in place that goes, oh, you're talking about stuff we don't really want out there. So we're going to just turn you down on the news feed there. And, oh, here's a nice video of a kitten falling backwards off of the counter. Oh, he's fine. He landed all right. <laughs> Make sure that video is uploaded directly to Facebook, because if it's uploaded to YouTube, there's another algorithm to push that down also. Oh, any any external, yeah. any use of, of external apps and by the way, on that note, Steemit has recently become, we've, we've all noticed um, a huge shift in the visibility of our posts in feeds uh, recently uh, from groups that we follow and where they show up and the fact that they've essentially stopped showing up in our feeds. On Facebook? Yes. Yeah. From any group that is named Steemit. Now, if Steemit's involved in the name and it's a few words down, we're good. If the name of the group is Steemit, which there are a number of groups right now that are Steemit and they're post-promotion groups and you follow them, you want notifications from them. Scroll through that newsfeed. It looks like no one has posted anything. You go to those sites to post your, you know, to do your own post-promotion and you see there have been a ton of posts. Today I had, today I had the most peculiar incident that I've had on Facebook. There was a moment where I had, I made a post this morning of a new track I was working on. And then I went to post it to my Steemit groups on Facebook. And so I type into the search bar on my phone, Steemit. And I normally just do like the magnifying glass, like do the search. And then the groups will come up with the numbers. And that's how I associate that. Go in there, post it. I hit that button and it says nothing is related to steam it. It literally, I, I, I it's not got, a searchable term. I got a screenshot of it. It's like, try, did you like literally Facebook told me it had nothing for me and Facebook has something for, I mean, you search anything yeah. in that fucking thing and it's going to have something for you. So I did this for half an hour. I restarted my phone during this process. It was still giving me absolutely nothing. 
before I restarted my phone, I took a screenshot of it and I posted it to, and it was really funny because my friend Apollo, who is involved with um, Green Fire Eco Ministries, I do believe, and he's actually doing um, coastal tours of sustainable communities and eco villages and various things. He's kind of a diplomat ambassador kind of dude. Apollo Wilson is his name, but he and I had been Bad talking. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, Apollo mission on steam it by the way. Okay. But yeah. Um, Maybe he can come on. He's here. a, he probably would. He is incredible. But anyway, but Apollo, um, and I had been talking a little bit just about the fact that it seemed like things were getting buried. And then all of a sudden this showed up. So I shared it to his, to his wall. And about 15 minutes later, I went ahead and shared it to my wall and I tagged three or four people who are also on the platform and said, Hey, are you having this issue also? Some other people and they're like, Nope, I just checked it. Well, then I check it also. And there it's, it's back. So just about 10 minutes after I posted it to Apollo's site, did all of a sudden it show right back up again. And it's like, you know, I think that's really odd. You know, I just, it, I mean, it was, it was a half an hour I and mean, it wasn't like it happened once and you know, you yeah. restart your, you know, close out your browser, restart stuff and it's fine. It was like, there's something fishy, but that's been, that's been rumored for, for quite I a know while. There's something fishy whenever I have 1200, I have almost the same amount of followers on Facebook as I have, or on Instagram as I have on Facebook. Okay. And I know that Instagram is owned by Facebook, but maybe the algorithms are not blocking me there because I didn't post about the pipeline there or something, or maybe it just they don't care there as much. I don't know. But something that on Instagram gets 110 likes and is seen by 500 people on Facebook will get 15 views, five, six likes. Right. I don't care about the likes. It's the views that I feel like I'm being robbed of. Mm -hmm. I don't care about the like thing, but on Steven, I would care because well, it's actually a currency. But also <laughs> too, the thing is, I mean, to me, abandoned fucking Facebook. <laughs> well, and they, to tell, I'll talk about Zuckerberg in a second, <laughs> just a little bit. Well, if you want, I mean, go ahead. Okay. I'll just tell you this real quick. From what I heard about, uh, he was just recently getting in trouble because he's trying to buy a bunch of land on the Hawaiian Island that he lives on. That's like super old ritual grounds for the natives that have been preserved for a long time. Oh. He's like, Oh, it's nice. I, I give a lot of money to charities. I should be able to buy that. Right. And he's like really fighting it anyway. Wow. That's just, come on, man. Wow. <laughs> Privilege. I know. Privilege much. I know. Come on, Zuckerberg. I think uh, he's probably got all kinds of ties to intelligence agencies and shit. Do you think he'll be able to purchase it? Oh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I just feel like it's kind of an example of the character of the organization in like general. It, well, yeah, that's 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 true. Dude, we, I'm really serious. Like, I'm I'm not going to be doing the Facebook thing anymore. And the only thing that I'll be missing out on is people trying to contact me through Facebook messages. So See, and I'm still I'm okay, still using it for that. Through my podcast, I'll give you a card. I got cards now. I still feel like it's I still feel like if you're trying to build a if you're if you're trying to build a social media following in general, that it's it's a necessary evil. I mean, right now I'm I'm on Facebook to promote things that I'm doing musically. I'm I I'm that using it right now, but honestly I feel like I've exhausted it in terms of what I can net with Patreon on there. 
I feel like I mostly just get pushed down and I feel like there is a certain level of energy that comes from attention and the more attention those of us that are high energy put into Facebook people that are actually po posting real content mm -hmm. and like we like we're doing not just passive content right you know what makes the site valuable in the first place what you're talking about the necessary evil is because it has value we'll see but, but so what i because of that attention we place on it and i really am convinced just as of this conversation mm -hmm. right now that um it is more valuable to put my attention into something that puts energy back into me exclusively to eliminate that other channel entirely and i'm really gonna do it i'm just gonna have the pages app on my phone and I don't even know if I would bother with that. I'll just let Instagram automatically update it. I'll I took I took the so I, I took the Facebook messages me and that's it. See, yeah, and that's essentially how I'm using it. Like I took the Facebook app off my phone yeah, and, I don't and, use that entirely. No, it's um, not that. And if I'm if I'm going to do anything on Facebook, it's through my browser, and it's usually sharing. No, no original content is originally posted on Facebook from me at all anymore. It's stuff that I'm sharing. Mostly from Steam it, from Steam it yeah. as far as new stuff, or it's um, you know it's something that I've posted on on YouTube, and it's usually like an unlisted link that I'm sharing here. Sometimes I take those down after 48 hours just to kind of throw them out there and see if I'm going to get that, and they just disappear. You know, huh. that's um, Patreon is one place where you would always have access to those to those videos that, that are unlisted other places and more because I do exclusive stuff for my patrons there. But, you know, but, but looking at, at steam it, you know, when I can put my energy there and when there are people who are coming to that site to take in, literally they are coming there to take in what I am producing. Like they are there to consume content as passionately as I am there to create it. And that's something to me that is, you know, we were talking about symbiotic relationships between, you know, people, you know, between an, an, an artist and their, their audience, whoever that happens to be. I mean, that's been mind boggling to me is that I've, you know, I have, a, I have friends, I have friends around the world through steam it now, you know, and, and people who are like, you know, when you come to Ireland, stay here or when you, you know, just these and, and that kind of networking on that scale from people who are genuinely interested. I'm not talking smoke blowing up anyone's asses. I'm talking about people who read your shit from top to bottom there. And you know, a platform that values long form po posts more than short form posts, which is almost non-existent because people don't want to read on steam it. I mean, they've said for writers, like people the, want to the, read. The social media itself <laughs> has been what has enculturated this fucking shorter and shorter attention span. Mm -hmm. oh, and so again, yeah. all the more reason we need to shift our attention to something that, like you said, encourages a more sophisticated mm -hmm. form of expression because that way we can actually get ideas across to one another. I mean, like, how limiting is fucking Facebook anyway when I know I'm, I'm, I'm really fuck Facebook, fuck Facebook, but really fuck Facebook. Well, seriously. Like, you can do a single picture or they have the whole album jammy. Um, but with Steemit, you can compose a really nice looking post where you have text and some of it's larger and smaller and bold and italic. And you can have a picture here and a picture down here and an embedded video down here. And it's essentially like giving you 
a full-on blog the way that, uh, like a really nice blog, as opposed to Facebook, you just get that really basic wall post shit. Do you think it's because they can't program more sophisticated ways of giving you an ability to express content on Facebook? Do you think they lack the resources to do that? No, man. This is like, it's it's just really dawning on me. It's got I gotta get off of there. I I recognize that there will be people that try to communicate with me through there um during my life. So what I'm gonna do? I've been using a calendar lately. It's super handy. Mm-hmm. I recommend everybody get a Google Calendar. It kicks ass. See, I've been using the iPhone calendar. It's but amazing. Do calendars, guys. It's awesome. It's great to think ahead. I've never really tried it before lately. Podcast is forcing me to do it, but it's great. Like we had to sync it up, schedule. sync it up with your whole family. If that applies to you, it's amazing. Uh, yeah. It's an amazing resource. I gotta get Haley on it. Okay, <laughs> but um, I don't even know where it's going with that. I'm just really mad at Facebook. Okay. Well, I mean, they're not. I mean, they are literally. They're. They're so. Oh, I was gonna check it. You're like talking. Once a I mean, you month. said That's you I said, said vampiric. It it's vampiric. And it absolutely. I mean, it absolutely is. I mean, and and it's it. You you look at it, and it's like 100 of the content is being created by people who. I mean, the and again, when you get into those who have pages who are paying for that content to be seen, and that model is fucked up. That model is that that model is out to screw people. I mean, as is. is, as is most, as are most models and people just go like, Oh, well that's, you know, where everybody Everything is. Everything about designed is that way. Like what happens to that amazing, super eloquent post that you wrote, uh, that really touched several people that if you had somehow managed to collect it and put it, put it elsewhere, maybe you would actually be able to appreciate it longer, reflect upon it, add to it, touch more people with it. Well, on Facebook, Everything that you do just gets buried on this infinite timeline, and there's no real way to cross-reference what you're doing. But Patreon, for example, everything I post on there, I put up to five different tags on, just like Steam, it five tags. So you can actually go and search on someone's page and see what stuff based on different tags and be like, oh, here's all the content related to that. So it like really helps people explore what you're about. You can see by a cloud of what tags you're doing, like, you have a whole bunch of tags that say psychonaut, then you probably got some really interesting stories on your page. Or if a lot of them say digital art, then you might have some, like you can search people by tag. And I don't know if any of you just read it, but one of the cool things about Steemit is this, a Reddit esque um, upvoting system for, and, and for tags, there's like, an actual page for that tag, the way that Reddit has a page for like these subreddits. And Steemit is probably headed more toward a category based uh, setup. There's a it makes there's it a cool site to explore content though, because you can see what's new, what's hot for that for a certain time period, what's the best of all time. So like, good content stays valuable. It doesn't get buried in this infinite mm-hmm. timeline of Twitter and Facebook that eventually is just lost and no longer valuable. Well, and something I like about and there are obviously there are always improvements to be made, but something that I like about Steemit's uh, kind of search and explore features is you can, of course, you can search by tag, but you can also, you know, you can see the newest posts at any given time. So if you just go to the homepage, you go to new and it doesn't matter what that post Facebook is. Facebook does not want you to see new posts. Whenever <laughs> you go to shift your newsfeed to say most recent is the top stories, check back in like an hour and it's going to be on most recent. I know this from experience. I have 
given up on the concept of news feeds on the social media sites that I even use because it's such garbage. Like it's such a waste. It's just throwaway time. You're like just kind of idly scanning and scrolling and it's really not intentional, but on a, on a tag based category based social media. Oh, and one where the content is a lot more actually creative creator driven and what's valuable rises to the top. What's actually creative and not just like I had, eggs for breakfast and then the boys went down to the park and it was a great day like that post is not going to be valuable it's not that it shouldn't be a post we should be able to post it but like on facebook you're just inundated with that and mm-hmm. what is actually cool you may never see and i don't know rant over <laughs> no and i and, and that that feeling i've had the the feeling on Facebook where I've actually gone to a page or I've gone to someone's wall and I've seen stuff that they posted, you know, I've scrolled back a little bit, you know, it's like, they posted that two weeks ago. It's like, that's awesome. Why did that not like, why did that not show up? Yeah. And it's like, Oh, well it didn't show up because it was cool. You know, there, it, it starts to feel, you know, it starts to feel like, like that. And that's something that with, again, you know, going back to steam it, you know, but I do want to say that if you are, and if if a person is is looking to get rich off of Steemit immediately, like that's not going to happen, oh, you know. For sure, and that's no. and also there are incredible inconsistencies with with which posts do well and which ones don't. And they're it's still getting worked out, absolutely. And also there are some uh, there are some inequalities that are being worked out as well um, that you know, kind of became an issue of people in power who were early users on the the platform or the creators of the the platform. Um, But early miners, people who were on um, last spring, last summer, you know, there were posts that were paying out like $500 um, on a, you know, thousand dollars on on a single post but that's when the, the value small, yeah and the value of steam was 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 very high and as that has has dropped you know the there are there are kind of bitter older users and then there are people like me that I'm really optimistic I came in when it was about a quarter uh, so I mean it's it's dropped since I've been on there but I'm optimistic about it just because again, like with conversations like this have made you say, fuck Facebook. I mean, honestly, that gives me hope for this platform over here and for Patreon and for every, you know, all of these alternative platforms that are going on that are ways for people to interact with each other. You know, even, you know, looking at like, you know, SoundCloud or whatever, you know, these are just alternative ways for people to interact with each other outside of that box of Facebook. Because I mean, and, and that's, and, I, and as, it's such a fucking box, man. Well, right. It is a box. It is literally boxing people's lives in. Mm-hmm. Like so, so many people's free time is now. Well, I'm not doing anything for the next thirty minutes, so I'll just look at my phone for a while and scroll through the newsfeed. If that's you, I'm not hating. I'm really not. But I know you know that that's not really valuable to you to spend your time that way because I've spent my time that way and did not value it. Like it was. Felt like I threw it away. Uh-huh. And that's what I mean by the box. It's like it's literally confining literally confining people's experiences down to a certain number of acceptable experiences and topics. Right. And you know, and that's and it's thought control. Well, right. And and you know, looking at that that news feed, you know, you can you can star something as your favorite for it to show up first, but 
even then you don't always see everything. I've, I've realized that even with things that I've, you know, that I've marked to, to show up first, sometimes it'll be every other, if it's a frequent posting kind of situation or, you know, but, but you, you know, there's, there's no, to, to our eye, there's no real rhyme or reason to the, to the order, to that whole descent there. And that's something that with steam it, taking it back there that I, that I love so much is that it is, is chronological. Whenever you go to your personalized feed of people you are following is completely chronological the way Instagram used to be. It's mm-hmm. not completely that way anymore, mm-hmm. but the way it, it used to be, it was, it was just like, Instagram's you start getting screwier like, and screwier. Yeah. I still yeah. like it as a platform because it's, I really like but how the tagging and stuff works, but even that is still owned by the same fucking vampire. And to me, like, I think it's, again, it's great <laughs> for exposure, yeah. but to me, posting something on Steemit or Patreon first, if it would be something that you're going to put out there for free on Instagram anyway, why wouldn't you post it to Steemit first, then 24 hours later post it to Instagram? You know, and that's as far as a posting schedule, then you already have tomorrow's whatever ready because you've done this. You've done this here. Something else I like about Steemit is four posts a day. Like that's kind of the general like rule. And if you post more than that, your payouts are decreased Okay. Um, because they don't want people hogging, hogging, the, hogging the market. You know, I want to get on other new forms of social media too, though. I want mm-hmm. to find some other. So if you guys know of any, let me know. There's one that's called like VK, I think. Mm-hmm. Look into Augur also. I haven't heard of that one. I've been on mines for a while, but it is not receiving me at all. It's uh, like, I'll boost a post and have it have, get like a thousand views and no one will even like it. So I'm just like, hmm, this just might not be the flavor of content that people here like. Because when I go to the main page and see what's showing up, it's like a lot of super alt-right shit, super political, uh, um, kind of angry stuff. So maybe that's just not, maybe that network is just kind of, uh, inundated with that type of thinking or something, but I, I, mean, I don't want to hate on it. I like it because it's not Facebook. And the fact right. that I'm seeing that kind of stuff proves that it's not censored because you don't see some of the stuff that you don't see anybody like really hating Jews on Facebook. That gets pretty much pushed down. Mm-hmm. So at least there's some benefits to the censorship, but I'd rather know that somebody hates Jews. Like if they, if that's what they think, I'll know not to follow them or whatever. Like, so anyway, um, Augur VK is one that I know I'm going to need to sign up for and see if it's cool or not. I don't know. Um, for, well, for musicians and this, this one is, it is based. It's kind of a sub of steam it, but uh, thirsty dot global is a new blockchain based record label. Oh, hell yeah. Um, that's completely legit. Um, it's the, um, um, he's Sensei TK on, uh, on, on Steemit, but he is a fella from Australia, I do believe. And he has gone about this completely legitimately business license, the whole deal. And he's really wanting to, um, promote, I mean, promote blockchain based artists. And so, and that's, I mean, that's it. To those listening, I mean, I know that's you. If you're listening, I mean, if you're, if you enjoy, if you enjoy these things that, that chance brings to you, you know, in this podcast, I know that you're creators. I mean, I know you are, period. So that's, it's like, the it's, audience of the show is only creators. Right. I, if you think that you're not a creator listening to the show, <laughs> you just haven't figured it out yet. 
<laughs> well, right. I mean, right. If you if you if you enjoy all this stuff and you're not a creator, how is that possible? But you just but you get it. Yeah, but I just I I think about that and it's just like bringing it. If you take it to Steam it initially, that at least gives as far as that platform. You were talking about respect earlier. The respect of I'm going to give this to you first, just because your vote actually is going to deliver something to me monetarily perhaps, but also just in terms of, you know, I'm going to do this here first. And then if you were going to share it to Facebook, you can share it to Facebook or you can post it to, to Instagram. But that being that initial, that initial place, um, I do think that Patreon needs to be separate and have its own, you know, separate thing because it shouldn't be Agreed. something that you're just posting everything here and everything there. It's okay to share it to everybody. You know, no, if, you, if you are on my Patreon and you haven't looked at actually the feed of stuff there, it is definitely totally different than Instagram or Facebook or anything. Mm-hmm. A lot more stuff. I haven't been posting every day there, but again, I'm wasting time spinning my wheels on Facebook. I'm done with that bullshit and I will be from now on originating my content in a place that actually in some way um, invests my energy wisely back into the community that also includes myself. Of course. And they want, I mean, and that's the thing about steam. It is that steam it, steam it wants you steam it wants you there and steam it wants your awesome content, whatever that happens to be. I mean, and that's, and and that's what I love so much. Oh, absolutely. They want you to share in, it seems like, they want you to share in the uh, prosperity of the entire community. It's not Absolutely. communism, though, because the actual merit of the content and the creator is what determines the value of it. Well, it's it's interesting that you know it it they say that the community does attract a lot of libertarians and anarchists just because of the decentralized you know anti censorship kind of like platform, mines. right? But or like four chan and eight chan. Post and you have all this freedom with Steemit, so I way prefer it. Right. One thing with Steemit that they they implemented um, recently was uh, the the porn industry and not safe for work posts have have come to the platform and not in a huge way but in a in a smaller way and they did write it into the code where those not safe for work posts you know so those nudes wouldn't just show up on your feed if you were scrolling through you know it would it would show that there was a post there again blockchain baby you know right there for you so if you wanted to look at this post that's not safe for work you could, you could click that, that. Either, and you know that. Filter. Which I like, I liked having that, you know, and something that they've said, you know, also with going to more of the Reddit based kind of hashtag category well, situation. Nudity and, and eroticism is part of expression. Mm-hmm. And like whether that's the porn industry and that's somebody, their way of making a dollar, I think you should be allowed to make a dollar that right. way. It's fine. Or if it's somebody that just as part of their artistic expression takes pictures of naked people or something mm-hmm. like that. We have such a weird cultural aversion to all of that. And it's part of what creates such fantastically deep levels of conditioning and mind control because you like, man, the culture has people by the balls, man. Mm-hmm. Like come literally. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and you know, and that's something I, I, I like. I like the diversity of what's there because basically whatever you like to look at, it's, probably it's probably there um and and you don't have to you don't have to look at what you're not there to look at either you know and that's something that i that i also really like as opposed to 
sponsored ads popping up from Chevrolet that I didn't ask for in my shit on Facebook or like Dove soap, right. you know, like because I said I'm a female. It's like, yeah, I got a cold and I didn't type anything about having a cold. I never posted anything about it and I'm getting ads for cold medicine. And Ricola cough drops just happened to, yeah, just coughing a lot. Yes. Yeah. There's Mucinex and then the weird thing is I found some Mucinex in my house and I actually took it. I don't know about that. <laughs> but... <laughs> Anyway, uh, basically, yeah. what I was going to say, there's social media and the internet allow us to create these reality tunnels that are based on these filters and algorithms that basically are designed to show us what we want. But the thing is, that initial concept got hijacked by these corporations that first delivered it to us. And now you're not actually getting what you want so much as what a clever portrayal of what they want you to want. Mm -hmm. That's just enough of what you actually want to keep you constantly looking at it. It's like, uh, with something like steam it or with Reddit or any of these other social medias that are way more, um, community driven, like driven by the actual people using it. You have a lot more ability to create those filters of how your information tunnel presents itself to you with intention mm -hmm. and so you're able to actually kind of get what you're looking for and know that it's authentic and know that that's actually what's there mm -hmm. and instead of you know and that that constitutes intentionality being a part of how you are engaging with the technology and that is the biggest problem with here's me being preaching again but i feel like one of the biggest problems that I've encountered in my own life, and so I know that it's reflected in the culture too, is a weakness of intent or lack of intent, lack of attention to intention. Super important. <laughs> what do you got written down? I've written down living a life of intentional creation. <laughs> well, I mean, and like that because that was something that I want that I wanted to talk about. Just like in, did I knock something over? No, I don't think I so. I think you're good. No, but no, just it, no, but just in regard to intentionality, just across the board. But like, just pausing long enough to have the thought, you know. And so many people don't do that, you know. And, and I feel like when you when you make it when you make that a habit, it becomes your habit to be doing that, you know. So not only I mean, but pause. and. To, well, to me, you're right. I, I you know what? <laughs> what? You know, and 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 you know, and taking that, you know, and looking at at that and saying it's like, yes, this is this is what I do. This is perhaps a you know, this is my this is my schedule. But also, like, I'm actively I'm actively choosing this in this fashion every every single day. And that's something that I, you know, I one of my projects on Steemit is uh, my weird plastic baby photo project, which was something that was on Instagram only, um, for, a, well, for about a year. You see it robbed. I've, yeah. Well, well, it, I mean, and weird plastic baby doesn't really pay me much. Honestly, I don't think people really well, no, like weird plastic baby, baby, but I do. Well, I, I, I mean, I carry, if for those listening, um, uh -huh. you can check out my, my steam it, um, at, 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 at adjustment orchard, but, uh, but weird, weird plastic baby is this uh, little plastic baby that was in a, a Mardi Gras cake and a king cake and so uh that's a that's what he is and i found him on the ground at a park in springfield a number of years ago and i didn't know what he was so i named him weird plastic baby and started taking photographs of him um just 
on adventures. So like and I'd he's have real a, handsome. Oh yeah. And it's like, I'd have a milkshake and uh, drop him in the milkshake and take a picture of that. And, uh, you know, we were making a snowman. I made a little baby snowman and took a picture of him next to that. Um, but he, he travels, he travels with me. He travels with me everywhere. And, uh, so I've taken weird plastic baby to steam it. And, and that's something that's fun to me. And it's it, like, I was on a steam it related podcast and they were like, make sure to bring weird plastic baby. And we had the steam it meetup and they're like make sure we're plastic babies there yeah. and it's like that's a that's fun to me just because that's a fun creative outlet for me like i i enjoy weird plastic baby i find it just it's random it's my random photo project i it's something that you i just for well, the sake of it absolutely which is and the best well i mean absolutely and so yes like i'm going to continue throwing weird plastic baby in milkshakes and posting that to steam it. I love that. I did, um, the 12 days of, I, I did uh, 12 weird plastic days of Christmas with weird plastic baby. And I basically just like photoshopped him into weird, like I did some collage, some digital collage art with weird plastic baby morphed in with Santa Claus and like a Barbie and All right. some fun stuff. But I you know, but, I want to include weird pl- plastic baby in my uh, episode artwork for this one. So great. But there's an audience for that. I mean, on Steam It, and that's something yeah. too that I feel like that I like. I love that. You it's know, the idea we're talking about. There are that that couple thousand people that like the thing you're doing. They exist. Uh-huh. Just to keep doing it. Well, and I and something that I do in general is, um, you know, I. I, I use an, an iPhone a lot and I kind of like to explore all of the things that it can do because it's made to do a lot of different things. So it's like, okay, you're made to do this. Let's put you to the test and see how you, how you can actually do this. So when, when, when I go places, I take pictures, you know, I'll take video, do these various things. And I would do that anyway. And they would just sit on my phone. And so now, you know, um, I go, you know, uh, we go foraging uh, for mushrooms and I will take pictures uh, that we were using to go back to the guidebook and identify everything and look at these spots at, you know, at, at Busick and, you know, various, you know, other, you know, places around. And now I post that to steam it and there's $40. What are you talking about? Like we spent an afternoon at the nature center and had a great time. I basically wrote a book report on my field trip uh-huh. with pictures, which is valuable. That's valuable though. That gives someone else can get a lot more into your experience than if you just posted a bunch of pictures on Facebook into an album. Well, and that's what I've, that's what I've realized. If I did the same thing on Facebook, it would have, it would, I don't know that it would have much value because I don't, I don't and know what value would, it see it. would go all straight to Facebook. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's, it's really nice. It's nice to see it. Because yes, I mean, the monetary rewards are, are very nice, but I will tell you what's, what I love is happy to just get rid of the censorship. Well, this, and that's amazing too, but I love the fact that for me, it's, it's validation. It's validation that I'm doing the right thing because it's not my mom and dad love you guys. It's <laughs> not my mom and dad, you know, it's not my best friend from elementary love you also it's it's people who do not know me and my shit stinks just as much as anybody else's and they go oh my god that song was fucking awesome like or oh my god like this really made me think about this or when i tag someone 
in Arlington, Texas. And I say, at Everlove, I would really like your opinion on this one. I get five paragraphs in response instead of it's great or good or a thumbs up emoji, which those are all awesome too. Those have wonderful value as well. Like not to discount or, or discredit any kind of, to me, like any kind of complimentary word toward work I that I make, I that. accept that graciously. I feel like, like thank there's you. so many notifications happening on Facebook. It's like, it just makes you want to skip to the next one as fast as possible and barely engage with what you're looking at. That's how I feel. And I Well, and it, it, because I, you're using that I can't stupid say. tab instead of there's like on Steam it you can have a list of things mm -hmm. in chronological order and it just uh, like the feed is just so much more uh, manageable mm -hmm. I guess Facebook really does a lot of stuff to just fucking dumb you down I I really see it and the more I think about it I know I'm ranting a lot about it I'm sorry. well I mean no it's 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 structured. It's structured the same way that, you know, the system at large is structured to, mm -hmm. to dumb us down. It is, and it didn't, it didn't start that way. It has, it has become that way. And it yeah. is, it is very much that now. It might have started that way. Well, 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 perhaps. It yeah. Might. Yeah. Yeah. Good. <laughs> if you listen to Alex yeah. Jones, then it then, definitely did. Then it definitely did. No, <laughs> that's a, that's a very, that's a very good, that's a good point. But yeah, but something that I, that I like, I mean, about going somewhere else for that is that it's put the, the social back in social media where instead of it just being a place where, um, you know, if you, you, you throw it out there and you don't know if, you, you know, you don't know if anybody's seen it, you don't know. I mean, it has like two, two likes and it's like, this is great by your buddy that, huh. you know, you live with or whatever, you know, like, and, and all of that. And then you go to steam it. I feel like the conversation is so much more genuine. It's, it's also between people that, don't necessarily know each other through other, you know, through other avenues, which is really, really cool from not only from a networking perspective, but just from a human connection. Yeah, it means they're more legitimately interested. They know? are. Well, that's what they're, like I said before, I mean, like everyone there, they're there to either create content or consume that content or do both. That's my big problem in general is that I'm, I feel so spread out on stuff like, Facebook and Instagram, I'm never really checking out other people's content. I'm just stuck in this cycle of, uh, I don't know, just feeling like a like fiend or something and not really caring about what other people are doing. And maybe it's because I'm not seeing such cool content because just being on Steam it a little bit, I found so, so many amazing posts that are like way more engaging and interesting because when you're looking at the posts, here's one thing that's different. Facebook newsfeed the whole interface stays up in front of your face while you're looking at the newsfeed. So you're looking at this tiny window of information that this person's trying to get across to you on a big, large panel of a ton of other distractions. But when you're looking at the Steemit post, if you actually click on the post, you're seeing a full page that's like a web page, basically, that's designed intentionally with multiple pictures, potentially, and the text is laid out however they want it. It could be simple, but it could also be really engaging in it. I've come across posts that just because of that fact alone, because there's more white space on the screen, you can just fucking pay attention to it better mm -hmm. and, it, and you can get into it better. And it's, it's, it puts the social back into it. It really does. Like I, I'm a newbie user of it and there's kind of a learning curve. I'll admit to figuring out how best to post things and there might be bugs and shit, but man, it feels way less robotic actually. 
Well, it, I mean, and it, it, I, I, I think, you know, it is. And, and whenever you have a system that's set up to be driven by the crowd genuinely and not just with those likes and that placement in a newsfeed, but also with, you know, you have a certain amount of, of tokens that you are exchanging for that 24 hour period. And those tokens get placed, you know, in this basket or that basket, you know, based on, you know, these, these people voting one direction, you know, and, and I like, I like too that it rewards people who are invested in the site as well. So if you have, if you have money, like uh, say that you've, you've made money in the site, but you've invested it back into the site itself by powering up your steam uh-huh. uh, into steam power, which, you, which is what you get at the very beginning. It's like a savings account essentially. Okay. So if you've, if you've done that, you put it, you put it back in there. You have um, essentially your vote means more. So the more that you invest your earnings back into the platform itself, whenever you click like on someone's post, it's going to have a higher value. So it, it encourages people to rather than cashing out quickly um, to invest into the site so that you have more power per se. And then if you're more powerful, then people are going to want your attention more and are going to be coming to your page more, Mm -hmm. showing you stuff more and, um, that's cool. And it's cool because it's a really democratic and easy way. And it's not like, it's not like an actual power that you can hold over someone else. You're not, it's not like, it's not a zero sum power, I guess, is what makes it good. It's not, it's not power at the expense of others. Well, it's now some other people can power up too. So it's like, some people would argue that because whenever I mentioned earlier that there's some of, there's this. kind of an imbalance of power right now. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, you know, because these early users, um, their accounts are very, are very large. So, right. and on steam it, you're referred to as a minnow, which are early, early users with a low steam power. Um, uh, whales um, have a steam power like over a hundred thousand or something like that. And then uh, dolphins are like, dollars? like, yeah, well steam, steam power. Oh, okay. So yeah, it'd be like steam dollars. Um, not much? the, not these steam backed dollars, not SBD, but like steam itself. Right. Um, and then dolphins are at, are at 5,000. So like my account, like my steam power account right now is right under 3,400 right now. So I'm, I'm almost a dolphin, pretty powerful. almost a dolphin. But that being said, my vote is worth less than a, than a penny. If it's at its full, like at its. Yeah. But if you have a lot power. of people that have been using it for a while, if you have a lot of dolphins in the sea. Well, correct. And that's, and that's kind of the, the hope in everyone's investment in the future, which is like, we need more, we need more people to join and invest into the site, not just cash out quickly. What I've done is I've been able to purchase some things and I've been able to also save and and power up. It's like, I have an account right now that's worth right around 500 bucks, depending on the market value of steam at any moment. So that's, I mean, and I I can't, I can't, I can't get it. I can't get it immediately. It would take 13 weeks to, to get that amount. Um, however, that's like a banked amount. Now, if steam would rise to, you know, a dollar tomorrow and it's worth 13 cents right now, and it's worth 500 bucks at 13 cents, it's like, you know, the value of that. And with Bitcoin and everything, absolutely. And this is how we take power away from the central banks. I'm not fucking kidding around. This is like 
life-changing information you're hearing. And we don't we don't need them. And that's the life thing. We do not we do not need them. And no. and I'm, and we're seeing also like we don't our, need daddies anymore. Um there was a site that opened up um after Steam it it's it's um called Peer Hub and it's a site that actually accepts Steam and Steam backed dollars as a form of of payment so you don't have to you don't even have to convert it to Bitcoin to use it. You can just straight use it as Steam. Um so whenever I release my next album, I'm going to put that there so like if someone wants to pay me steam or steam back dollars for that album, like, cause that's a currency I value. That's super um, cool. and again, you know, it's like, we don't, we don't need, we don't need the central banks. And it's all about where the people place that, that value. And it's like, if you place it on a piece of paper, that's a symbol of debt. Great. Debt I mean, that's, um, that's what that is. You know, that it is, it is what it is. You know, it's, it's definitely not a silver certificate anymore, you know? And, but when you go to this internet world of, you know, the matrix and, you know, ones and zeros floating around everywhere, it's like, there's this huge liberating freedom in a, I mean, I've, I watched, I watched a, well, through through posts on Steemit, I watched a fella travel from Minnesota to Mexico by train, hobo style, talking about it. He had a pound of ganja with him. He made money doing this because he had He fun. absolutely did. He made enough money doing that and peddling what he had with him to get him from point A to point B. And he was like, and he, he also was like sharing like tutorials on how to travel by train so no one knows you're traveling by train and i mean pictures of like you know here's really here's here's me in the undercarriage you know oh right and it, but he's checking in every day and it's and i'm and i'm saying you know and how, how is it care whether or not he survives so like if he stopped checking in one of the people following that might actually have got his actual other contact info somehow or have some way to like contact police in that area like look out for my friend i mean there's like a net. It's like a safety net mm-hmm. for an adventure. That's so oh, fucking gnarly. I wonder if it defeats the purpose of the adventure. No. There's another fella. He's um he's an an IT expert, but he he likes he likes living and he calls it the life of a hobo. Um, and he's cool. he's a, around the Netherlands, and he just kind of just goes and he is one that he will write about stuff and you know he cracked his phone or it's cold out here tonight or I slept at a bus station and you know and and he never you know he he never begs for for votes which is something I think is you know really cool they just kind of happen right. he's a really smart guy he has intelligent uh, ideas on interesting subjects and um and the community has really backed him in a in a big way. When his laptop broke, he talked about it. And when I saw the post, you know, it was like it's seven hundred bucks. Wow. And you know There's a new laptop. Well, right. And I um I have a friend who I met through Steemit in Brazil who is literally using the funds that he's generating through posting his photographs from like, I mean, and he's living in um, a, a town that's just been completely just, I mean, literally, you know, stripped of its dignity and suffers a lot of blight. There's a lot of crime. There's a lot of, a ton of poverty. It's, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a situation, you know, it's a situation that as, as an American, you know, it's like, you just, you just go like, you can't even conceive of it. And he's using Steemit to, pay his bills. I mean, he's using Steemit to legitimately supplement his, his income. You know, there are, 
there are people who were early users who were able to quit their jobs over the summer and they're floating for a while on, on steam it money. I mean, and I look at that and you can bank that account, pay yourself out over three months and, you know, not work and focus on a creative endeavor. That'd be fun. Wouldn't it, you know, just yeah. even if it was just for, for, for that, but I, but it's so much more than that. There's, there's collaboration, there's it's community, freedom. It's, it is, it, it, it's total, it's total freedom. It allows and, us to think differently. And Facebook is trying to force us to think the same. Not absolutely. On Facebook, and, but. and to find each other. That's something Facebook doesn't want us to find each other either. And that's something that I feel like steam it very much encourages are those people that if you, if you want to learn more about this, or you are of this particular mindset of this mentality, like steam, it wants you to get connected. You know, you talk about five tags Instagram you can tag the shit out of everything a gajillion tags tag it all tag it all day long you know it actually is a problem because I spend so much time just trying to figure out 30 tags mm -hmm. on Instagram that it's a huge waste of time and it's also like you're fishing for stuff that you aren't even really necessarily needing to fish for quality quantity quality quantity I mean you have five tags on steam it but guaranteed in those five rooms that you put your content if you are like, you know, I always search popular tags for the day wow. and I don't, I don't put things in inappropriate rooms. You always make sure that it's That's appropriate smart, for though. the, you look for at the what's room. Like trending right now. Right. And, and see if you have any overlap. Absolutely. You and, do go for it. and all of it is so you can actually see like how many posts there have been, how much money has been paid out from those particular tags. Um, I successfully started the original music tag on steam it that didn't exist before. And it's it's paying people all the time, um, which was really neat. That wasn't there before. It was just music. And so when somebody was posting a, you know, a, a Nickelback video and then someone was posting original music, they were showing up right next to each other. And I thought we need our own, we need our own space and yeah, it's, it's cool. cool. Yeah. You know, but because the site, I mean, the site has just over a hundred thousand users right now. So that's nothing. It's so small. I mean, there are, there are only opportunities right now. And this is the time, this is the time to really get in because this is, I mean, Guys, it's ground floor still. Right now. <laughs> Let's all get over there together. Let's, I want to see an actual splash of impact of interverse listeners. Like I want to see like 50 of you jump in. Oh, that would be so fun. How cool is that? Because you know what we could do with that? If a bunch of us together joined that social network and we were um, liking each other's stuff, we had, Interverse as the tag so that we could constantly stay linked up to each other with our content. Um, you know, we could be making sure to boost each other's content with our voting power. Mm -hmm. We could, we could really cross promote one another. I mean, that's the entire point of this fucking show. So I feel like this is a huge milestone episode. It's awesome. one of the, one of the awesomest conversations I've had with anybody in general. And we've been, it's been a long time coming. We've been trying to sketch <laughs> right? this for so long. Uh, um, I want to get to having you play a song for okay, us cool. if we can make it sound okay. Okay. Um, and I definitely want to just thank you for even coming on the show and talking Absolutely. to me. This was awesome. You are a brilliant human being. I know that we could have doubled the length of our conversation right now. No, absolutely. But just for the sake of my own editing, uh, <laughs> workload and just not like really have to think ahead um i will go ahead and just we'll jump to the uh the music okay. and 
Fuck, is there anything else you want to say about Steemit? Anything else you want to say about Jessamine Orchard music? Because I don't want to cut you off completely, just like... Um... How about we can play your song, and then we can talk about that and talk about your music a little bit. Okay, cool. That way we don't have to completely cut off your ability to talk about what is... More, you know, steam is just a means to an end. What is what you're really doing is well, right? This, yes, absolutely. Stuff. Yeah, this is uh, this is where my where my focus is. And there have been a lot of, I mean, that's a whole other conversation. But there are lots of exciting things happening with that guitar lately. So <laughs> yeah, yeah um, and a lot of them on steam. It some of them in Springfield, but uh, so okay, I'm gonna pause. Yeah, the are we gonna pause? I'm gonna okay. pause the recording. Get, let you get situated, and uh, then we'll have a song for us. <laughs> What's the song going to be called? The song is called Easy. Awesome. Must be some kind of fool that they're taking us for Filled to the brim with pills, ready for war And I just don't know what to think about it anymore Do you spend time in meditation? Investigate yourself Careful introspection is good for the health And it's also positive for society And in my mind, I don't have the time For the attitudes and lies For the hatred and the crime I think it's time But open up these eyes We tear down these injustices With overwhelming love And it's easy, easy, easy All the loving is easy The living's never been so hard Easy, easy, easy Babylon is the scene we have been here before Ducking under covers are in corners under floors And we have to stand up, refuse to take the shit anymore Have you opened up yourself to mankind And shared love with others, search for the sublime We gotta help each other out if we're gonna survive And in my mind, I don't have the time For the attitudes and lies, for the hatred and the crime And it's easy, easy, easy All the loving is easy The living's never been so hard Easy, easy, easy All the loving is easy The living's never been so hard And I hope one day to know What this all means But in the meantime, do what you do that life beyond 
God. So awesome. <laughs> that was great. Thanks. I was going to clap, but then I was like, oh, shit, I might, maybe shouldn't clap because I didn't know if it was uh, It's fine. I'll, I'll do a little clap, but <laughs> I have a huge clap in my heart <laughs> because that was exactly what, to me, music is all about, which is you made me feel what you feel. But also, it was because I felt that feeling, and I just have never put it out there the way you put it. And thank you. Oh, no, that's damn. awesome. Yeah, really got really. It just brought me so into the moment. And uh, thank you for sharing that with us here. Um, of course. Be happy to do another one if you want, or we can. You can tell us about where that song came from. Um. Yeah. I. Um. That song, honestly. Um. Normally what I'll, I'll kind of like preface the song whenever I play it live, uh, it's normally the last song that I play in my set because I feel like, um, what I, what I play, I call it sad bastard music. Um, so it's, uh, it's pretty, it's normally pretty sad in, in nature, a lot of, a lot of heartaches and heart and heartbreaks. So I don't have a lot of songs that are, you know, it's not very danceable music in general. It's more, I say it's music to hug and cry to rather than uh, dance to. Um, but, but easy really sums up. I feel like ultimately who I am as a person and kind of like the message that I want people to like leave with whenever it comes to just me in general and my outlook on things. And, um, you know, and, and so it's about that. And it's also just about bullshit just in general, just because, I mean, we, I, I look at, you know, people and as, as beings of, of light and of love, you know, that's something that we naturally want to do. You know, we naturally are, we, we are attracted to people and we want to love people. And that's something that like, we want that our, like our, our spirits, our souls like yearn for that. And then <laughs> the system, the, the, the man, whether it be school or or work or whatever structure or you know religion can put can play that role, like whatever structure we put in place, like around ourselves, whether we feel like it was imposed upon us or we or or we put it there actively, you know that becomes that gap between people, and and then when we lose that, like we've lost everything. Because to me, it's like look inside yourself, and it's like we, we are nothing without each other. And I feel like that the people who look inside all know that. And, and to me, it's like that, that concept, it's like, if we could just get people to look inside, the other stuff will happen just because that's what happens when you start looking inside, you start seeing the importance of, of every, of everything around you. And, and so that's really, you know, and, and at the same time we have these forces that are, you know, trying to pump us full of bullshit and, and lies and get us to walk that path and, and believe that. So where, you know, it's like, it's so easy to, to love people, but to live kind of in this paradigm that we, you know, the same plane that we all happen to share together. It's like, that can really fucking suck sometimes. And so that's, you know, so that's easy. Oh man. (laughs) Epic. So yeah, uh, definitely sums up just like that one line, man. It's sometimes the simplest thing that resonates so hard, but the loving's never the loving's never been so easy. The living's never been so hard. Yeah, the lo- the the loving is easy. The living's never been so hard. Man, that definitely sums it up, right? Like the older I get, the more important love becomes. The more I mm-hmm. understand it, and there are even these awakening moments where huge new realizations about what love even is will occur. And and love is infinite, and there's no end to what you can expand into and what 
ways that love can enhance your perspective on itself and on your reality and how it can change your internal thoughts and that can change your external external experience. So I just hope everybody out there can send a lot of love to you, Jessamyn, because you've definitely put it out there hard. Um, you radiate, you radiate <laughs> the creator spirit, unlike many people I've ever met. I shouldn't say unlike because everyone um, has it, but just the intensity of your flame is quite remarkable. Well, and it, but I, you know, I like, but that's, I'm, I'm very, you know, they say I'm wound, wound tighter than a banjo string, but <laughs> you know, but that's something that's like, I, like I take, I take what I do. I'm, you know, and sometimes I feel like I'm the only person perhaps who does, but I, I take it, I take it seriously, you know, and that's something that, and, and if we, if we took our, our creativity as seriously as we take some of the bullshit in our lives. And especially, especially when I hear of, of people, you know, I, I talk to people, you know, I work retail talking to people who are like, yeah, I love to do this, but I don't ever have time to, because I have to work this job that I hate. And, you know, and, and that breaks my heart because if your passion is photography, you need to be doing that. If your passion is poetry, you need to be doing that. And yeah, it's hard when you have to work a job and pay bills and do all of that. That means that you may have to stay up a little bit later or, or get up a little bit earlier or, but you have to make time for it. I mean, that's the, to me, like living that life of, of being an intentional creator, you have to make time for it and it's not going to always be convenient. And sometimes you're going to have writer's block, it's but you just exploratory journey. So like, for do me, it anyway. For me, I had to just show up and draw and just show up and, um, you know, practice graphic design and to show up and watch videos and teach myself stuff, things about that. And, you know, it seemed like it was leading not really anywhere. All, a lot of the times it felt like, what's the point of even this, like this project I'm making right now, no one's going to ever see it. No one's, I'm never going to show it to anyone. It looks like shit, whatever. All those thoughts are there, but the more you just keep showing up and the more you just get into that momentum and flow of replacing the consumer, mindset of just mindlessly taking in entertainment in your free time or um you know scrolling the news feeds and all that because i've been there like the more that you put momentum and energy and focus into showing up for the thing that you're interested in eventually even if that thing that you're interested in like changes every day and like you're going five different directions you will find a convergence in these different streams that you're putting your energy and focus into. It will in fact be what defines the uniqueness of you and your expression. So like, don't worry about if you're into what seems like super random things. Like, don't worry that Jessamine, don't worry that you're posting about little plastic, baby, weird, weird plastic baby, weird plastic baby, <laughs> and trying to make sad bastard music, even if they don't seem connected. All of it. It's all connected. Mm -hmm. Well, it's and me. I mean, that's and that's the thing that I love, you know, about. I continue to gain followers. That's something I've noticed. Is that I'm, I'm continuing to gain followers, people that like whatever i mean it i mean it's it's it, i mean it, and it and and i don't just say like whatever they're liking it intentionally but it doesn't matter the subject they've bought you know they've kind of they're they've bought into you. Well, me yeah. yeah i mean it's the same way as that you know with this with this podcast you you have you have guests in but means like you are the central figure here you know and it's like and part Apparently of that so. well but that but, <laughs> but that part of that you know that 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 brand that brand is is you you know and like not just the face of that brand, but literally that 
brand. And that's, you know, there's a lot that there's a lot that goes into that. That's true, actually. And to talk about it like that makes it sound like it's not like a precious gem. But I mean, it is a brand. I mean, it is that is what it is. And if you're going to if you're if you're trying to gain a following, if you're trying to do this, you know, full time, make this your, your life's work. It's like you, you know, spending that little bit of time with that. And so I'm, I'm figuring that out by just putting me out there. You know, it's like my musical style is very much like hang my balls out because why not, you know? And, and for me, I enjoy writing very like emotionally evocative songs that are very personal and sharing those in front of people I don't know, just kind of weird. Like, <laughs> like, uh, you know, I see it like almost fetishy, you know, in a yeah. way where it's like, I'm going to write this super intimate song and sing it for a bunch of people who don't know and don't care. <laughs> and I like that a lot. It makes me feel weird and naked on stage. And I like that feeling. I like performing, you know, like I like that, but there's an audience for that. There's an audience for Weird Plastic Baby. There's an audience for my handwritten journals about how I'm pissed off about whatever. You know, there's there's an audience for, you know, the photographs I took of the snow out, you know, in the cemetery outside my house. You know, there I mean, there's an audience for all of that. And and it however weird or random or whatever you think it is, it's like, no, like it just Come on, because Your thing, y'all. everybody like everybody's down. Like everybody's down with everybody being different. I mean, and that's I mean There's and, enough people out there that will like what you're doing that it will matter if you just keep doing it authentically. Well and like people Yeah, and people who come in and they're like, you know, I'm here's this and you know, and they come in and they you know, they sound like, you know, like I'm big shit, so you should like all my shit. It's like those people don't get votes. It's like the people who get votes on Steam it are the people who are saying here is my heart like let me just let me just rip it out and just hand it to you because i'm going to do that and and there's instead of someone going like well it's cool like thanks for doing that buddy or not saying anything at all reading it and scrolling on you know you'll have that like i said that five paragraph essay of let me just tell you what reading this did to me (laughs) you know and to have that kind of that kind of immediate feedback is beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. I, my friend, my friend from home, actually, who I brought into steam it, he's a photographer and he, um, semi-professional. So, I mean, he, he does do it professionally, but it's on the side. He's amazing, but he posted a maternity shot that he, that he, uh, that he did. And it was received so well and one of the photography like whales like talked to him about being a guest judge of like the weekly big photo contest on steam it and it was just a really cool moment and i thought that's validation that's a you know that's just for for him you know like looking at that he's new he's new into the platform right and instead of it being a whole bunch of people where it's like i know her and she looks so pretty in them pictures it's it's actual you know it's people going these are works of complete art i've never i looked at the comments and it i've almost got teary-eyed just because it was like oh i'm so so proud but (laughs) you know but the the comment was i don't know that i've ever seen more gorgeous maternity photos than these person that he didn't know or anything, you know, and he had messaged me the night before going kind of apprehensive about posting any of my 
model-y kind of shots. And I said, don't be, they're great. They're, they're outstanding, you know? And he, oh, I don't know. And then just to just, just throw it out there. And he did. And to get that like immediate response from people saying, I love what you're doing. I think it's amazing. And having no reason to do that other than just that they value the work. And that, that is awesome. So guys, I think the message here is if you do what is valuable to you, then others will value you for it. So there's nothing to be afraid of. Well, we can all dive into this like conscious co-creative collaboration we call life in a much more intentional way. Um, do you have any upcoming gigs that I can uh, plug here? Um, I am. You have to be a little further out because this might take a week or two to come out. That's fine. Well, yeah, that's fine. Cause I have, um, I'm doing a lot of recording and stuff, um, right now. So I'm working on demos for a couple of projects, but, um, I'm going to be on an episode of the mystery hour. I just found out a couple of days ago. Oh, so I'm cool. filming live on TV on March 24th at the Galois and Sweet. people can come and be in the live audience for that. And tickets are 10 bucks. Uh, but that's March 24th. I think it starts. So. That's in Springfield, Missouri. Yeah. Springfield, Missouri, the Galois historic Galois theater. The night after REO Speedwagon is on that stage. That's pretty epic. <laughs> REO yeah. Speedwagon was my first concert. So really? for me, it's like, oh, that's an awesome yeah, it was, I was very confused as why all the old ladies were pulling their shirts up. Wow. <laughs> the West Plain Civic we'll, Center. We'll use the devil Facebook to promote <laughs> that whenever it gets a little closer. But um, yeah, that's, that's exciting. Um, uh, but I have a, I have a new website that I just, uh, that I just launched. Um, sure. Believe it or not, sadbastardmusic.com was available. So that is now, that is now my, my website. So all things Jessamine Orchard can be found at sadbastardmusic.com. Um, and she got a Patreon. Absolutely. I do, which you can also access um, at sadbastardmusic.com slash support. <laughs> sweet, sweet. All right. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Of course. Everybody send a lot of love to Jessamine. And we will have you back soon, I'm sure. Awesome. It's been super real. For me as well. And thanks for the music. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm.